Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Statton, a professional organizer specializing in chronic clutter. And today we're going to be talking about the one and most important strategy that you need in order to achieve a clutter-free home. What if I told you that the one thing you need to successfully declutter is a to-do list, but that most of us are doing it wrong? I've seen this happen again and again and again. And today I'm going to teach you to avoid some of these common mistakes and most importantly, how to create your simple and effective to-do list, which will be your roadmap to successfully and finally ridding your home of all that clutter. The magic is in the prep work. It's no surprise that many of us have a ton of clutter in various rooms around our homes. We probably declutter a little bit over here, maybe a little bit over here, then over there, right? You're jumping from your kitchen to your bathroom, to your kid's room, to your living room. Yet, we just don't see a ton of progress. And what usually happens is that this causes our stress to go up and our motivation to go down. Motivation is something that comes from seeing results. And when we're not seeing them or we're not seeing them quick enough, we tend to get discouraged. We feel defeated and we just like put a kibosh on the whole entire thing. When there is no plan in place, there isn't much of a system in the way that we do things. Rather, it's almost impulse-like. No wonder the clutter has taken over. So this was something that I actually too encountered when I started my decluttering journey about seven years ago. And I found myself putting in a lot of time and energy and just not seeing the results I was expecting. So how did I change that? Research suggests that creating a to-do list can enhance productivity. A study conducted found that creating a game plan and writing it down with what tasks and when it will get done increases the likelihood of the task being completed wait for it, a drum roll, please. I need some special effects. (laughs) It increases the chances of you completing the project by 91%. So simply put, writing something down, whether it's on a piece of paper or, you know, on a post-it or in your phone, increases the chances that you're going to get it done by 91%. This is why a to-do list is your roadmap for success. I'm sure you are not a novice when it comes to to-do lists. We often create to-do lists at work, errands we have to run, doctor's appointments that we need to follow up on. Yet, where is your decluttering to-do list? What happened to that? See, that's the mistake that I made in the beginning is I'm actually an organizational fanatic and time management I consider to be my superpower. Yet when I started my very um, chaotic (laughs) um, and messy decluttering journey years ago, I had no to-do list. I had no plan. And like looking back now, I'm like, Margot, how is that even possible? You literally plan everything. But, you know, went over my head. A to-do list doesn't have to be elaborate or complicated. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of people 
make. You create a to-do list that ends up being pages upon pages long. There's so many bullet points. It's incredibly extensive. It's stressful to create the to-do list. And quite frankly, you don't even want to look at it because it's literally miles long. That is not an effective way to create a to-do list. A to-do list needs to be simple and it needs to fit on one sheet of paper. So let's talk about how to create a decluttering to-do list. So to start, I want to discourage you from trying to jam-pack your to-do list with all of the areas in your home that need decluttering. I get it. There's a lot of areas in our space, you know, our living room, our entryway, the spare bedroom, the master closet, you know, the, the bathrooms, the kids room. Yes, yes. There's a lot of areas in our home. There are a lot of zone sections that require us to declutter it. All of that should not go on your to-do list. It is over, me just even talking about it as I list out all the areas in itself is overwhelming. Instead, you probably right now have a sense of what room would make you the happiest if you decluttered it. This is most likely what I call your eye twitch area. For many of us, it's the kitchen, the bedroom, or maybe even the master closet. If you're not sure, let's do a little activity together. So ready? Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. You write down the first answer that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. Don't analyze it, right? As I ask the question, the first image, the first thing that comes to mind, that is what you write down. Okay, ready? The room in my home causing me the most amount of stress and anxiety is fantastic. Let's start with that room. It doesn't mean that you're not going to tackle the other rooms, but we want a starting point. And when we talk about a to-do list, a to-do list needs to be simple. It needs to be something that you can handle. It needs to be bite-sized. So it's not to say that you will not be decluttering the rest of your home, but for now, we're going to go one to-do list at a time. One of the most successful ways to achieve a clutter-free home and how so many of my clients have done it is to go one room at a time from start to finish. So that is kind of foundational for me. You know, I coach clients on decluttering and and creating cleaning schedules and home organization. I do this both in person and virtually, and I am blessed to have clients all over the world. And the first thing that we start with is identifying that eye twitch area that we want to start with and creating a realistic to-do list on how we're going to achieve getting this room clutter-free. So once you select the room, um, sometimes we still feel a little bit overwhelmed, right? If we've selected the kitchen, the kitchen tends to be like the number one priority in a home, but it's also a huge undertaking. So it, it can still feel like a huge project. And this is why they're all of the, this is why we're now creating a to-do list, right? We want to make it manageable. We want to not make it look scary, right? Because if something looks scary, what are we going to end up doing? We're going to end up procrastinating, right? <laughs> we naturally don't want to do something that scares us. We don't want to do, or rather we procrastinate things if we don't feel confident, right? If we don't have the self-confidence Um, in ourselves to get it done. So this is the difference between a successful to-do list and one that is, you know, making you freak out. (laughs) 
(laughs) and say to yourself, maybe I'll tackle, you know, decluttering my home next year. Okay. So now that you've selected a room, what you're going to do is you're going to break up that space into smaller sections. So I call this bite-sized decluttering. It becomes much more manageable, it becomes much more attainable, and most importantly, it is less overwhelming. So so let's do an example together. So let's say you've selected your kitchen, right? So you have your one pager out or you have your notes in your phone, whatever it may be. Um, and you're not your to-do list is not like the kitchen, overwhelming. So you're gonna take your kitchen and you're going to break it down into smaller sections. So for example, on, your to, on top of your to-do list, you're just gonna write the kitchen. And then under that, you're gonna list out all the different sections of your kitchen. So countertops, upper cabinets, lower cabinets, junk drawer, utensil drawer, bakeware, under sink cabinet, kitchen table, don't forget the fridge, freezer, pantry, and even the stove. This is completely subjective. It will depend on what your kitchen looks like. That becomes your one page to-do list. And the next thing you do, and this is so important, okay? And this is why I honestly, I prefer to have a tangible paper to-do list, not necessarily in my phone, because I feel like in the phone, you can intentionally ignore it. But if it's on paper or on a post-it, whatever you have handy, it doesn't matter. Once you've created that to-do list, you're going to pin it on your refrigerator, or you're going to put it somewhere front and center in the room that you will be decluttering. I want that every time you walk into the room, you should be able to see it because the creating of the to-do list is all great. You've invested the time. You're like, I'm doing this, but then out of sight, out of mind. So if this is not something that's like in your face every single day, chances are you're going to forget about it. So pin it to your fridge (laughs) or somewhere, right? And this will serve to keep you focused and on schedule. So you're probably asking, the next question you probably have is, Margo, how do I stick with this game plan? So I've created this to-do list and this is fantastic, but I like, how do I make it happen? And the best way to make it happen is to actually commit to how many days a week and how many hours you will be decluttering each week. It is not enough to just have the list. You have to pencil it in to your schedule. When I work with clients and we kind of get to this part, they're like, I want to declutter three hours a week. And I'm like, that's fantastic. When are you going to be doing it? And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, I'm really busy Monday through Friday. You know, I work outside of the home. Then I have to, you know, um, do homework with my kids, make dinner, all of these things. I'm like, okay, great. So what? when are these three hours happening? And they're like, okay, well, you know, on Saturday, I can do maybe an hour and a half. And on Sunday, an hour and a half. Oh, wait, but the kids have all of these sports on the weekends. And this. I'm like, okay. So in theory, sometimes we are tempted to over deliver on a goal. And we're like, I want to declutter. So what we want and what's realistic for us are two completely different things. I always tell my clients, I'd rather you start with less time or less days invested. And then when you're meeting goal and you feel like you can go over it, then kind of increase the frequency or the amount of time that you're spent on it. Because if you set an unrealistic goal, you are naturally going to feel defeated. And when we feel defeated, motivation dies and it completely stops our momentum. And I don't want that to happen to you. 
So pencil in decluttering, but please consider your actual lifestyle. So maybe you can start with three days a week, 15 minute increments. Maybe you could do two hours every Sunday. Whatever that schedule looks like, again, that schedule is customizable. So you can try it out for a week, for two weeks, see how it's working, and then tweak it. You should be committing to at least one decluttering session per week. And it has to be written down somewhere. It has to be on your to-do list, maybe on top. You can just write Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 to 10.30 a.m., whatever it may be. I actually encourage you to even take it a step further and put alarms in your phone prompting you when to start decluttering. And you can also add another alarm that tells you when to stop. So for example, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 a.m. till 10.30. So you're gonna declutter three days a week, 30 minutes. So you would put alarms in your phone for 10 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a secondary alarm to go off 30 minutes after that. And I promise you, there are going to be days where you actually go over the clock. That's like bonus wins. But at least try to meet goal. The other thing about, you know, being successful in, you know, decluttering areas in your home is you want to choose days and times that are distraction free and you are high energy. So when the kids just got back from school, not a good time. Evenings post very long and stressful day, not a good time. So it does take some planning for it to work. But that initial investment of like 30 minutes That's what's going to help you declutter room after room after room. And I caution you to try not to jump from room to room. The only time where, you know, it's, it's kind of okay to jump between decluttering tasks is when you're focusing on paper clutter. Paper clutter in itself, so for example, you're focusing on your office and you have a lot of paperwork. Paper clutter in itself is incredibly tedious um, and can be very, very overwhelming and Paper clutter is really something when you have a lot of it where you invest a lot of time, but you're not seeing as much progress as you will see in other spaces of your home. So if your focus is on your office specifically, like you've subdivided it into like drawers and such, and there's a lot of paper clutter that you you probably would want to dilute with a different room in your house. Otherwise, it can be incredibly draining and overwhelming to just focus on like paper clutter for 30 days. But with everything else, try to go one room at a time from start to finish. So a great hack or habit to build because decluttering is all about building that muscle, right? Which we build by doing. And there are all these other transformations that happen in your life that improve your health, your mental health, your relationships, right? Um, that when you're decluttering. So if you're decluttering, let's say two times a week, the other five days get into the habit of getting rid of one to five items a day. So you are getting these tiny small wins and these one to five items a day can be all over the house and they should be easy, quick decisions, easy, quick tosses. Once you're done, so let's use our example of the kitchen. Once you've decluttered your kitchen and you're going one small area, one small section at a time, then you can move on to the next room and you would do the same exact thing. So maybe the next room is your living room and you would create a little mini one page to do list, breaking up your living room into smaller, more manageable sections. And this is how you will go room by room until you're done. 
So I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it inspired you to create your decluttering to-do list for a room. As always, thank you so much for listening. Good luck on your decluttering journey and remember to be good to yourself.